As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are going to do something incredible through. Father, I pray that as we are gathered for this call, for this impartation, and even though listening on the podcast, I pray that you'd speak with clarity. I pray that you'd speak with power. And I pray that the best of them would come forward. I pray that the worst of what they've had to experience would bring out the best in them. And we thank you that it is so now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, y'all, again, this is Bishop Foreman. So glad you're on the call tonight. It's not just open to those that are members of the Harvest Leadership Network. It's open to everybody and anybody. Again, I will say this. Make sure you get our app. Currently, the best way to get it is text the word HARVEST to 59769 to get our free mobile app, tons of life-giving messages, music, so much more. You get our podcast, thousands of life-giving messages that are going to speak life into your life as a leader. So I encourage you to get that. Number two, I want to uh, encourage you, if you're not a member of the network, it's currently no cost to join as of today, and I encourage you to connect. Why? Tons of resources that are made available to you, uh, tons of great opportunities that are made available to you, and great benefits. You can find out more uh, on our website or when you text the word HLN, Harvest Leadership Network, to 59769. There's a link there that gives you some additional details about that. So I encourage you to join the network. It's free to join. What are we doing? We were just the Harvest Fellowship of Churches, but I wanted to extend our reach beyond senior pastors and churches and realize that there's a whole lot of leaders in the seven spheres of society, of business, family, arts and entertainment, church, media, education, and government, and we wanted to be able to speak life into them. Uh, who does the millionaire business leader go to when they need counsel? Who does uh, the entrepreneur go to when they need counsel? So that's the purpose of us expanding the reach of the Leadership Network. And so I encourage you to join. It's free to join, and it's not an exclusive relationship, but if you're a pastor, leader, whatever, I encourage you to connect. It is my endeavor to speak life into leaders in all seven spheres of society. Finally, uh, something I want to make you aware of, many have been asking about how to do one-on-one sessions with men. I think that's something very smart to do. And when you're an HLN member, you actually get a 50% uh, a reduction in that uh, cost to be able to do that. So I want to encourage you 
to definitely uh, take advantage of that, and uh, you can do that. But you can literally set it up. You can set it up through our mobile app. Just click coaching sessions. You can do it through our website also. Just click coaching sessions. So it's a great opportunity for you to be able to connect and uh, have a one-on-one session so you can build your business, so that you can build your company, so that you can build uh, your church. Whatever it is you want to do, let me walk with you through it. Everybody needs a coach. Y'all consider this. Michael Jordan as a coach. Consider this. Tiger Woods has a coach. Consider this. Kobe Bryant has a coach. All of the greats have coaches. And so if great people who accomplish great things have coaches, guess what? If you want to be great, you need some coaching too. And the reason I think that's so important is in Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says that he's going to make your name great. He doesn't tell you how he's going to do it. One of the ways that he actually often does it, leaders, is that he will expose you to somebody that, watch this, simply wants to build you up that simply wants the best for you. And so I encourage you to take advantage of those coaching sessions. Don't forget, we're going to be in Memphis for Friday Night 5 this upcoming June 7th. That's Friday night at 7 o'clock. That's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be great if you want to come to that or you know folks in the Memphis, Arkansas, Mississippi area, then all you have to do is avail yourself to that. And, uh, and so to do that, uh, what you simply need to do, is uh, text the word coming, C-O-M-I-N-G, to 59769. And when you do that, you'll be able to avail yourself to, uh, to uh, register for that. All you're doing is reserving your seat for free. And so we'd certainly love for you to be able to do that. And then finally, uh, or not finally, but next, rather, we're going to be in Atlanta on July 19th. And so uh, make sure that you take a look at that um, and uh, register for that for Friday Night Fire, too. It's going to be good, and um, that's going to be something that I think is really going to be a great, uh, a great experience that we're going to do. Friday Night Fires, what they are, is one night that's designed to ignite your faith uh, like never before. And so that's something you definitely want to take advantage of there. And then finally, our conference. I've already made reference to it. It's September 11, 12, 13. It's going to be great. This year's theme is manifestation. Uh, the number nine represents fruitfulness. It represents birthing. It represents manifestation. So it's something that you definitely want to be a part of, and, uh, and so you can definitely avail yourself to that. Um, and registration details are going to be released very soon, but you can at least take the dates now. Start, take the time off work, block the time out of your calendar, September 11, 12, and 13. Um, also, I want to also, before we get into our talk tonight, I want to make sure that you know, um, one, people who are connected to Harvest, both our church as well as our leadership network, are experiencing some really incredible things. And one of the things that you're able to do is through our mobile app, you're able to go and look at uh, all of the uh, uh, praise reports that people submit. And these praise reports, guys, are awesome. These praise reports are really amazing to see what God is doing in and through the lives of people connected to Harvest. And so you are able to find that information right there through um, our app. And here's one. I'm just going to read you a couple of them um, just to show you, give you an example of what's happening to people. One says, um, I wanted to make sure I shared my testimony on this platform to be visible to others who may read it. Um, uh, it says, Bishop Foreman, I've known you've already heard this, but in obedience, I've been led to write it out. Thank you for pouring out to all of us, even those you don't realize you're touching. I've been following Harvest mainly online, but I've been blessed tremendously from your ministry. During this month of miracle signs and wonders, I pray to see things through God's eyes. And sure enough, I've now been blessed with the gift of being a seer. Hallelujah. I've noticed an increase in all areas of my life. My relationship with the Lord is soared. Prayers and privilege like you teach, and it has done miracles in my life. Thank you for all that you do. Here's another one. Uh, it says, um, uh, let's, let's see here. 
God is good all the time. It says, Shalom says, six months ago, I had every intention. If you're not familiar with that word shalom, it literally is the Hebrew word for peace, but it doesn't just mean peace. It has a greater meaning. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. See, God gives us peace that surpasses all understandings, but what we deal with is not necessarily peaceful. Don't pursue something he didn't promise you. Um, Don't simply want to take the road of comfort, especially as a leader. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That is the life of leadership. You have to get comfortable stretching. You got to get comfortable growing. You got to get comfortable being outside of what you deem to be your normal comfort zone and what you're familiar with and what you're used to. It goes on. It says, he wasn't done with me yet. Through receiving help from different resources, coaching sessions with you. This is the person who took advantage of one-on-one sessions. And by the grace of God, I was able to break free from depression. Leaders, I need you all celebrating. I know we're all muted right now, but I need you to celebrate because our God is a God that sets free from depression. He's a God that sets free from discouragement. He's a God that sets free from mental anguish. It says, I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life, and I'm now starting a career in a field I never would have thought I would qualify for or deserve to be at. Manifestation has been happening quickly in my life, and I know it all has to do with you. Thank you for your prayer, support, and being an example. You're loved and appreciated so many testimonies like that, y'all, that I encourage you to just go take a look at them in our mobile app. And if you got a testimony, my God, I want to hear your testimony. So if you got a testimony, guys, definitely share it. I love to hear your testimony. You can do it right there through our mobile app. All you have to do is text the word HARVEST to 59769, and you can get our free mobile app. Last thing I want to encourage you to do is because there is no cost for the call, there is no cost for um, joining the Leadership Network. We do this because I believe in investing in people. I believe in pouring especially into leaders. You change a leader, you change an organization. You change an organization, you change the world. And so with that, I want to encourage you, after tonight's talk, tonight's leadership talk, I want to encourage you uh, to sow tonight. I want to encourage you to sow. Um, and so you sow tonight. Uh, if this blesses you, I want to encourage you to sow. You can use Cash App. That's cash tag Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. You can go to our website. BishopForeman.com. You can give that way and click the Give button there, and uh, or you can certainly do it through our apps. I want to challenge you to do that once we conclude our time today. I want to talk for just a moment, and again, as you're coming in, leaders, you're automatically muted so that we have a, a line free of distractions. You know, when you, sometimes when you come on calls, you got people from all over the nation, and uh, you got folks, you got you know, fish and chicken and stuff frying in the back. you got people with their kids in their car and all of that. And so we automatically mute the line. So if it seems like it's kind of a monologue, that's because we just want to give you a great experience while we're on the phone uh, and while we're together. And even for those of you listening to this via podcast, if you don't have the Bishop Foreman Leadership Podcast, OMG, y'all got to get the Bishop Foreman Leadership Podcast. Uh, And to do that, all you have to do uh, to do that is – um, to uh, subscribe to it. Again, you can get it through our app. You're going to hear me our app a million times, over 8,000 downloads of that app. You can get it through our app. You can also get it through um, uh, iTunes or whatever they use for Google. All right, I want to talk tonight uh, as a leader. Make sure you got some notes. Make sure you got some you can write with. I want to pour into you, leaders. I want to teach you how to never feel like a failure. I'm going to say it again. I want to teach you how to never feel like a failure. I'm going to say it again. I want to teach you how to never feel like a failure. Here's why. You'll never feel like a failure when you are a leader that learns, the learning leader. I want to teach you how to never feel like a failure. Here's the reality, guys. As you're leading, as you're going forward, whether it's ministry, whether it's business, whether it's family, whatever it is, 
You're going to experience moments where you feel like a failure. You're going to experience moments where you think, I screwed that up, I messed that up, I jacked that up, I'm such a bad leader, I'm such a bad pastor, I'm such a bad CEO, I'm such a bad entrepreneur. And here's the reality, guys. That's just part of the journey. In Luke chapter 2, verses 43 through 52, I want to read them. It's talking about Jesus. And I'm going to use an interesting story actually to teach this principle. Um, It talks about Jesus as a little boy. Why? Although he was God in a body, the anthropos, 100% God, 100% man, so much God you couldn't believe he's man, so much man you couldn't believe he was God, although he was all of that in bodily form, he still had to go through a process of growth and development. Stop. You, everything that you will be, listen to me, is in you. The greatness that is going to come forth is in you. The business is in you. The great ministry is in you. The great company is in you. If you're in government, uh, the organization that you lead is in you. All of the greatness is in you. I need you to write that down. It's already in me, but it must be developed. I need you to write that down. It's already in me, or type it out, but it must be developed. So Jesus, in Luke chapter 2, he is 100% in him of what he's going to be. However, it has to be developed. That's good news, leaders, because it takes this pressure of perfection off of you. I need you to stop thinking you have to be perfect. I need you to stop thinking that you can't make mistakes. I need you to stop thinking that if something goes wrong uh, that, you know, you, you blew it. I need you to stop thinking that that's not part of your process. Everything that you will be. It's already in you. The scripture says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, but it must be developed. Luke chapter 2, verses 43 through 52, it says, when they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his, mothers did not, and his mother did not know him. But supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey and saw him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was uh, that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Wait a minute, guys. This is God in the body. This is Emmanuel. Notice what he's spending his time doing at, at approximately 12 years old. He is sitting in the midst of teachers, and he's listening to them and asking them questions. I'm going to say it again. He's listening to them and asking them questions. Here's my question to you. What did they have to teach Jesus? Wow. What did they have that they were going to enlighten God about himself that he did not already know about himself? He's teaching us a principle that although you have greatness in you, you are never too great to learn. Although you have wonderful things in you, you are never too great to learn. I've discovered this, that when a leader stops learning, that leader has effectively died. And now when that leader has a failure, it's going to be final for that leader. It's going to have a sense of finality for that leader. And I need you to know I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 70. I don't care if you're 20. I don't care if you're 19. I don't care what your age is, is that failure is only final when you stop learning. I'm going to say that again. Failure is only final when you stop learning. It says Jesus was sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. He positioned himself to be a learning leader. He's God, y'all, but he positioned himself to be a learning leader. And all who heard in verse 47 were astonished at his understanding and answers. Now, here's amazing. Uh, One, they're astonished that he understands what they're talking about. Number two, they're amazed by his answers. The answers, watch this, suggest to us, that these leaders started asking Jesus questions because a great leader is known, write this down, for his questions. A great leader is known for his questions. People who know me know that I ask a ton of questions. Um, 
If I'm getting to know a friend, I ask a ton of questions. If I'm getting to know somebody I'm going to do business with, I ask a ton of questions. I ask a ton of questions because I realize that the genius is not necessarily the one with the answers. The genius is the one with the questions. The quality of questions you ask determines the quality of life you have. I'm going to say it again. The quality of questions you ask determines the quality of life you have. They're astonishing. Look at verse 48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. His mother said to him, my son, why have you done this? Look at your father. We've sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know I must be about my father's business? So what are we learning from Jesus? He's a learning leader, but he's also a focus leader. He was so focused. Watch me. He was willing to break free from bloodline that wasn't headed the same direction as him. I'm going to say that again. He was willing to break free from bloodline that wasn't headed in the same direction as him. If you and I are honest, if we were to look throughout the Bible, a lot of what we see as it relates to individuals um, uh, that, you know, where we're dealing with challenges or where we're dealing with opposition, sometimes it comes from people close to you. Sometimes it comes from your blood. Sometimes it comes from people living in your own house. And I need you to know that that comes with the territory. Jesus' mother says, listen, we've been looking for you. Now, granted, he's, he's, he's not fully grown. So, so there's, a, there's a cultural aspect to it, but there's a greater principle there. Verse 15, they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Verse 51, then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased. Whoa, wait a minute, leaders. If he's God, 100% God and 100% man at the same time, how is it that Jesus is increasing? It's because Jesus, even though he's 100 percent God, 100 percent man at the same time, there was room for growth. Everything that he needed was in him, but it had to be developed. Hear me, leader. Everything is in you uh, that you need, but it must be developed. And when you understand that principle, you will not look at life as a failure when you've had something that didn't go right the way you wanted it to. You will look at it as a learning experience. All right? And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Watch it. The wiser you become, the more favor you have. The wiser you become, the more favor you have. Watch me. Not just with God, or excuse me, not just with people, but also with God. This means that the more God can trust you, the more he will trust you with. I need you to know, leaders, that literally every day of your life, every day of your journey, is a step and a stage further, and you developing into being the type of person that God can trust. you got to be the type of person God can trust with wealth. He can trust with resources. He can trust with a ministry. He can trust with a department. He can trust with an entity of government. He can trust with a family. I want to ask you this question. Can you be trusted? See, we're talking about leadership, and we're talking about life, but we're talking about it through the broader context of spiritual principles. Can you be trusted? Can you be trusted? And here's some things that I want to give you. I want to give you uh, uh, four simple points to take away from this so that you're a leader who never looks at failure the way you used to. You're a learning leader. Number one, live different than them. What does that mean? Um, uh, We all must be like Jesus. Now, at 12, he knew what he was called to do, and he was called to do something greater than other 12-year-olds. A 12-year-old. And so the reality is, is that Jesus realized, I can't be like them because what I am sent to do is not what they are sent to do. Listen to me, leaders. If you want to be treated like those you lead, then get out of the position. If you want to be treated like the followers, then get out of the leadership spot. 
See, part of being the leader means you don't get to act like, quote, them. Now, them means not just those that you're leading, but them also refers to other leaders. See, other leaders accept certain things that you don't. See, you're a person of excellence. I know that about you. You're a person who expects results. I know that about you. You're a person who wants to get things done. I know that about you. Now, because you're that type of person, here's what you need to know. You are often going to be confronted with people who do not care about results who do not care about getting things done well, who do not care about accomplishing things, who do not care. And you have to learn how to live different than them. Hear me, leader? You got to learn how to live different than them. You got to learn how to operate different than them, all right? And when you understand this very simple principle of life and this very simple principle of leadership, it's going to help you not feel lonely simply because you're the leader. Listen to me. When you're the leader, you'll feel lonely because you cannot uh, live the same way as them, them meaning those you lead, and then them meaning leaders that aren't of the same caliber of person that you are. See, the Bible makes this principle. It says uh, this, uh, this point clear. Iron sharpens, come on, finish it, leaders, iron. Iron sharpens what leaders? Iron. Come on, just say it with me. Iron sharpens what leaders? Iron. So if you are a leader that's an iron leader, that just simply means you're a leader that's strong, you're a leader that gets results, you're a leader of excellence, you're a leader that wants to get better, you're a leader that wants to bring out the best in people, you need people like that around you. Can I tell you, it's going to feel lonely because most people aren't that way. You need to know that you are in a different echelon of leadership. Why are you saying that, Bishop? Because you are the type that says, I want to grow, I want to get better. That's why you're listening to this podcast and you're on this call right now, because you're the type that wants to get better. You need to know that most people, they want to clock out. When it's 5 o'clock, they're done. But let me tell you this, leaders. When you live like no one else, you get to live like no one else. When you'll sacrifice like no one else, you get to succeed like no one else. When you will pay a price nobody else will pay, you get to experience what nobody else was willing to pay the price to experience. So in understanding that principle, you have to live different than them. All right? And so you got to think this through. The reality is that there's probably tons of individuals, tons of individuals that probably thought, you know what, oh, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to do all of that. It doesn't take all of that. I don't have to put all that effort in. I need you to hear me, but I need you to write this down. It takes all of that and more. It takes all of that and more. There was a lot of other 12-year-olds who left with their families when Jesus stayed back to sit and learn. Why did Jesus stay to learn? Can we go deeper, leaders? Y'all are leaders. Y'all like to go deep. Let's go deeper. Why did Jesus stay and learn? Because during the feast, they were celebrating the feast, so it was a time of celebration. Watch me, not information. Jesus said, I don't just want to shout and celebrate the feast. Jesus said, I need the information that's fueling why we do the feast in the first place. Come on here, leader. Jesus said, I don't just want to show. I need some substance. I don't just want to shout and dance in church on Sundays. I need some word that's going to hold me down. I don't just want to lay my hands on my business plan and pray for it. I want to take the practical steps necessary to see success in my business. I was chatting with a gentleman right before our call, and the last question he asked me was so powerful. It revealed so much about him. And I literally told him, I said, I like you. I said, you get it. Here's what he said. He said, Bishop, I want to take advantage of coaching with you for the next several months. He says, because what you've told me today is great and awesome and powerful. He said, but I have already set aside money in my budget for my organization to make sure that I can invest in continuing education and learning and growing. He says, so I want, how do I get that set up with you? 
That's the last question he asked me. And it told me this guy's going to succeed. This guy's going to do well. I said, because he, he didn't just want the rah-rah. He didn't just want the shout and celebration. He said, give me some substance. Leaders, most people in culture today, they don't want substance. They want show. And for you to be a leader that's going to produce results, for you to be a leader that's going to get great things done, you have to be a leader that wants substance. That's why Jesus stayed behind. He stayed behind because while they were there celebrating the feast, it was a celebration. So when it's a celebration, there's not a lot of time for information because you're there to celebrate. Jesus said, I want to celebrate, but after I celebrate, I'm going to need some information so that I can go to the second point here, be about the Father's business. Value is predicated upon intended use. See, scissors are only valuable if they cut. A boat's only valuable if it gets across water. A car's only valuable if it gets me from point A to point B. When you don't know what you're here for, you won't be valuable. It doesn't take your whole life to finally be about the father's business. The father's business as a leader is using your life to change the lives of other people. I literally have this this mantra of life, and I encourage you um, to adopt it, um, is that the purpose of my life is to change lives. I am here to change lives. So everything Bishop Foreman does, whether it's Harvest Church, Harvest Leadership Network, Harvest Bible College, uh, 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 preaching engagements, speaking engagements, uh, coaching people, consulting with executives, all of the different things that I do, the different businesses that I own, all of it is ultimately behind changing lives. Why? Because that is the value add that I bring. Nobody can ever come around me and ever leave my presence and say value wasn't added to me. And so when you understand that, you, you're about the Father's business. As a leader, leader, listen to me. Are you angry right now with those you lead because you're not about the Father's business, you're about your business? Ooh, it's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet, leaders. Are you about the Father's business or are you about your business? Because when you're about the Father's business, You do not take it personal because you realize, watch this, if my purpose is to change lives, that means, watch this, that everything I do is going to be aimed at changing lives, which means I can't take it personal if if some life that I'm attempting to, um, you know, exert influence and leadership, if they don't get it. That's not my personal issue. It's not my issue if somebody doesn't get it. Let me speak to a pastor for a moment. It's not your issue if somebody doesn't get it. Stop thinking that another call, another lunch, another coffee, if they didn't get it on Sunday, they ain't going to get it. If they didn't listen when you were teaching on Wednesday, they're not going to get it. You've you got to understand that when you're about the Father's business, you do not take personal attacks uh, against you personally. Why? Because I'm about the Father's business. This ain't my thing. This is God's thing. I'm doing God's thing. I need you to know you've got to be about the Father's business. I don't care if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur who's just getting started. You have to base everything you're doing off of this is the Father's business. This is ultimately about changing lives. That's ultimately what this is about. How do I know that that's the Father's business? What did he tell him? Go ye into all the world. Go ye into all the world, making disciples, students of every nation. Why is that important? Because you do that through every seven, all the seven spirits of society. You do that through arts and entertainment, through church, through media, education, government, business, family. All of that ultimately about changing lives. And when you're about the Father's business, now your value increases because watch this. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this uh, for God's glory. Here's the third point. I want to give you four points. I'm going to wrap up our time today. Number three, eat different foods. Leaders, you can't eat what the followers eat. 
The shepherd doesn't eat what the sheep eat, okay? And maybe you're not a pastor. That's okay. When you're a leader, it's different for you. It's different for you. Would you type that down or, or type that in or write that down? It's different for me. It's just so important you get this. John 4.31. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. He says, do not say that there are four months and comes to harvest. Behold, I said, he lift up your eyes, look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. And he who receives wages and he who gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who may rejoice together. Listen to me, leaders. Listen to me, leaders. Don't spend your time trying to impress slaves. Impress the king. Don't spend your lives trying to impress other people. Impress the king. Jesus says, I have a different food that fuels me, and it's to do the will of the Father. I want to ask you this question, leader. What fuels you? What fuels you? Uh, I was doing a panel this past Saturday at a church, and they said, Bishop Foreman, how would you define your identity? Uh, do, you find, do you define that you're a bishop, you're, you, you have uh, degrees, you have academic degrees and theological degree, or you have theological degrees and you're a bishop and business owner, you have all these different things. He says, how do you define your identity? said, how do you define your identity? And here's what I said. I said, you can wrap identity up for me in one word, and that's obedience. I said, what fuels me, what feeds me is doing what it is that I've been told to do. I want to ask you this, leader. What are you eating? What fuels you? Because look, watch this. If you are fueled by the adoration of the people that you lead, oh my God, you're going to run out of food. Listen, leaders, this is why some of you feel so burnt out. You're not burnt out, you're just hungry. My God, I could shout. The reason you are a hungry leader is because you're eating the wrong food. You're eating from the wrong people. You are not burnt out, you're just malnourished. Okay? If, if, if the applause of the people feeds you, listen to me, you are going to be grossly discouraged because their applause will run out. The same people that love you one day, they may, they may hate you the next day. They may be talking about you the next day. You cannot let your food be the adoration or the applause of the people. It has to be obedience. That, I said, that's how I wrap my identity up. I said, this performance identity is wrapped up in obedience. My will is to do what I'm told to do. I didn't want to be a pastor, y'all. I didn't want to be a bishop, y'all. This was not my plan, but it is my food to do what I'm told. That's how I eat. Y'all not talking to me. That's how I eat. That's how I live. That's how I grow. I do it all, and I do it simply because of obedience. Leader, you're not burnt out. You're malnourished. You're not tired. You're unfed. Y'all not talking to me. You are not, you, you, you are not, watch this, you're not disqualified. Listen to me. You are simply malnourished. You are not, you, you are not even a bad leader, even if you made some bad decisions. You are simply not eating properly. Your, your food has to be obedient. I obeyed, so I'm full. That has to be your food. Final point I want to give you, leaders, and then we're going to wrap up our time today, is be the interruption to the dysfunction. Here's a very powerful point, leaders. Uh, it says this, uh, verse 51 in Luke chapter 2 and uh, verse number 51. Here's what it says. Then he went down with them and came up to Nazareth and was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Um, the word uh, Nazareth 
means bold. And they said this of Jesus, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, what's significant about that is that as related to Jesus, Jesus uh, really has this whole you know, thing going where when we look at it, we sometimes forget where we started that Jesus had to go through this process of growth. He had to go through this process of development. He had to go through this process of maturation. And as Jesus is going through these processes simultaneously, um, Jesus has gotten this thing spoken about him. And this thing spoken about him is that, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth? They were like, the cycle of Nazareth is that nothing good comes out of there. Nobody worth any count comes out of there. Nobody that produces any results comes out of there. And leader, here's what I want to encourage you with. You have to be the interruption to the dysfunction. Just because other people are sloppy doesn't mean you have to be that way. Just because other people uh, aren't serious about their business doesn't mean you have to be that way. Just because other people are always taking vacations, and, you know, I sometimes get concerned because I see people taking so many vacations. I'm like, why are you vacationing so much? Like, you haven't done anything this vacation or take a trip or what have you. Uh, right? And I said to people, I haven't done that. Uh, but I've always thought that way. I endeavored to build a life I didn't need a vacation from. Now, I'm not knocking vacations. What I'm saying is just because everybody else is always taking a break doesn't mean you have to. Just because everybody else is always taking time off doesn't mean you have to. You have to be the interruption to this function. And I want to leave you with this very challenging question, leader, because I want to empower you to see manifestation this year. 2019, the number nine is the number of fruitfulness. It's the number of manifestation. You're going to see what you've sown for. You're going to possess what you prayed for. You're going to walk in what you used to be uh, worried about. I want to leave you with this very powerful question, and that's this, leaders. What um, what has been spoken about you as it relates to your leadership? Now, maybe this was something somebody said to you. It ain't never going to work. You're never going to be good. You're never going to do this. Maybe that came from somebody else. Maybe it was the enemy. Maybe the enemy got in your ear and introduced doubt and fear and unbelief and you're not going to be good and this ain't going to work and this ain't going to work. But number three, maybe. Just maybe you introduced it to yourself. What have you said to yourself where your self-talk has got you all self-destroyed? Your self-talk has got you messed up. What have you said about yourself, about your own leadership, about your own life? What have you said about your own business where you have now, watch this, perpetrate, or excuse me, perpetuated the dysfunction instead of interrupting it? Leaders, I gave you four simple points tonight, uh, and for those of you listening on the podcast, I gave you four simple points. These four simple points are all designed at helping you to go further, faster, and see manifestation. It's the learning leader. Jesus was a learning leader. Everything he needed was in him, but it had to be developed. One of the reasons we have the Harvest Leadership Network is so that we can develop leaders. So I want to encourage you. If you want to get connected, get connected. We'd love for you to do that. I want to also encourage you, if tonight uh, or even listen on this podcast, something was shared with you, spoken into you, that spoke life to you, sow into that. Let me teach you a leadership principle. You always sow to seal. I want to challenge you to sow into it. You can use Cash App. You can use Cash Tag Bishop Foreman. You can go to bishopforman.com and click Give if you want to do it that way also. But I want to challenge you to sow. Why? You're sowing to seal what you've heard tonight. Don't forget the dates that I gave out at the beginning, September 11, 12, 13. Our conference is coming up. Uh, we want you there. So registration information is going to be coming forth very soon, so be on the lookout for that. And then number two, 
In addition to that, uh, we will also have uh, available for you um, um, information on the different courses and classes. And then number two, don't forget, we're in Memphis, June 7th, Friday Night Fire, Atlanta, Friday Night Fire, July 19th. We've got some other cities we're going to announce real soon. Let me pray for you. Father, I speak life into these leaders. I speak strength into these leaders. I speak favor over these leaders. I pray that what's been shared tonight would challenge them to never look at failure the same way. Why? Because they're a learning leader. And when you're a learning leader, you don't see yourself as an expert. When you don't see yourself as an expert, that means even what's viewed as failure is turned so that it is a lesson. I want to submit that not one leader under the sound of my voice has ever lost, but they have only learned, and those lessons are going to perpetuate them into greatness. We bless you for it now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey, guys, thanks for spending about 40 minutes with me tonight. Appreciate you so much, and I hope you got benefit from this. Listen, this will be available on our podcast. It will be available actually um, tonight, so you'll be able to get that. And if you're listening to the podcast, do me a favor. Shoot some reviews. Let us know that you loved it. Give us a five-star review. Let us know that you loved it. Let us know that it spoke life into you. I literally met a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they said, the gentleman said, I'm almost uh, in tears. He said, it's an amazing, surreal experience. I think that was the exact word he used, I think. And he said, to see you live and in person, he says, and then um, the, the young lady said, I listen to your podcast, your leadership podcast. He said, I keep up with you. I'm on the road a lot. And so listen, guys, this is reaching so many people, people that um, it's just a blessing to hear. So leave some reviews. Let us know you're being blessed by it. Have a great night, leaders. Shalom to you. Be a learning leader, and it's going to be awesome in your life. Can't wait till next time. Shalom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.